Welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. I'm your host, Joachim Eriksson. Today's guest, even though I have said that I am no longer going to do guests, Marisa Rodriguez. How are you, Marisa? I'm good. I'm good, Joachim. Did you know I have said that I'm not going to do guests? I did know that because I actually have started to listen to the podcast now. <laughs> Because now we don't live together anymore. Yeah. Um, do you want to dedicate this episode to anyone, Marissa? <laughs> this is supposed to mean I don't. Um, no, I don't have anybody. Okay, I'm going to dedicate this episode to someone. So yesterday at work, there was this lady. It's like a mom. I don't know her name, obviously. Okay, it's her and her daughter. Okay. Her daughter is maybe like twelve. And okay. she's 37. And she's that sort of build where, you know, like those Latina actresses that always get typecast to be cops and they're kind of hard asses. Yes. And they have this kind of bulky, strong, not particularly tall, not overweight, but like kind of strong looking, yeah. hard frame. Mm -hmm. That type of body type. But slightly, just turn up the body fat like a tiny, tiny, tiny bit from the police tv version of it okay and then her daughter is like 11 or 12 same exact same body type hmm. but 11 or 12 but the baby fat is turned up just like two percent yeah so that that's what they look like okay mm -hmm. and they sit down and they order the mom orders and she orders a grilled prawn vermicelli noodle bowl which is a large noodle salad nice mm -hmm. healthy bowl of food mm -hmm. Half lettuce, half cold noodles, grilled prawns on there. Real lean meal, you know what I mean? And then a prawn cucumber salad, which is like a appetizer. And then when I deliver the dishes, she hasn't told me who's having what or anything. And I've given them two share plates because I was given the impression, sort of, I got a vague impression that maybe they were sharing these two dishes. Yeah. So I go up there and I, I put the larger thing, the full-sized vermicelli bowl, in front of the mom. <laughs> and the mom goes, this is what she says. She goes, oh, no, that's for my daughter. She eats more than me, as you can see. And then she turns to her daughter and she goes, that was just a joke. Oh, no. That's what she said. Oh, man. That's so sad, especially that she's like straight up doing that in public. And yes. That there's just in a... front, there's so many layers to it. In front of a different person. Mm -hmm. And... This thing where she says that it's a joke so that the daughter can't really argue with it. Yeah, she can't, she's not allowed to be mad at it. Yeah. yeah. And then it's so clear that the mom is hung up on it because they have the exact same body type. Oh, interesting. Like, okay. that's clearly what's going on to me. Like, to me, it's very much about how she sees herself. Like, they... They just look very similar. Yeah. But she's 11 or 12. Yeah. And she has, like baby fat like that kind of mm -hmm. fat i felt like when i heard it i was like um like back in sweden my best friend back in sweden is this girl ingrid and ingrid has this mom who's real mean to her mm -hmm. and i never understood how that works because i have a really nice mom mm -hmm. <laughs> and ingrid would always tell me stories of things her mom did to her that was like mean mm -hmm. And I just never, partly I like never believed it. Mm. Like I didn't really believe that it was true that a mom could say like these really like bad faith, like, I don't know, just like these really cutting things. Yeah. And then in that moment, I really felt like there was just like this tiny puzzle piece 
where all mm. those experiences, when you witness that, I understood Ingrid's life a little bit more. Yeah. When you yeah. see it firsthand, it's definitely different. Like, uh, that's super shitty. I feel like that's a very Latin thing to do, though. Um, oh, really? I mean, because, like, I remember being... Because, I mean, I my mom is white, but my dad is um, Cuban. So, I think... I almost wonder if, like... I Because there's the stereotype with Latina mothers that, like, they're really intense. <laughs> like, they're the ones that okay. chase you around the house with their chancla and they never fucking miss. And they just... What's a chancla? That's a shoe? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a like slipper? A, yeah, it's like a sandal. A chancleta? Uh, What's a chancleta? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like that's just like a version of a chancla. Okay. Okay, um, cool. Continue. Either that or a... Oh, no. Chicleta is gum. I was like, well, I guess that could be... No. Mm. But yeah, so um, my dad... I remember being like in fourth grade, which... Uh, probably like nine, nine or ten or something. Um, and my dad, I remember we went to the beach and he's like, your thighs are an okay size now. Just don't get any bigger. Oh, fuck. <laughs> your thighs? Yeah, he came right for my thighs. Oh, thighs <laughs> is such a... Yeah. <sighs> and I was like, listen here. Like, <laughs> there's a genetic component here, okay? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that you're kind of, I think you're right when you... So that you see that she sees herself in her daughter and she like kind of wants to curb it. Cause like my dad always wanted to curb it for all of us. Cause he like had body issues and still does. So, um, okay. So before we started recording, you were trying to tell me, I was going to ask you about dating life. Mm-hmm. And then I told you to not tell me mm-hmm. until we started recording. And then it's really hard for two people to like, exist in the same room and have a thing that they're not supposed to talk about yeah i can feel that feeling so strong in my brain when it's like there's something i'm not supposed to be talking about like that Mm. it takes up like 40 percent of my brain power to not talk about it do you relate to that do you know what i mean yeah so the general like not supposed to yes oh my god i feel that every time oh i'm about to say something not pc but i feel that every time that like somebody that is um that identifies don't say the n-word no. don't say the n-word no. don't say the n-word like no that takes is not up 40 percent of your brain power oh, no Marissa, no someone terrible. that identifies um as non-binary oh yeah and they're presenting as a, a as a specific um yeah it takes up i know exactly oh, what you mean it yeah, takes me up yeah, it takes up about like I would say like 60%. Yeah. For some reason, even though I'm directly talking to them, I find a way to get in their pronoun while we're having the conversation. And like at least one time out of 10, I'll fuck it up. That's so <laughs> And fun. it's, yeah, it's, um, it's a work in progress. Because pronouns aren't for when you are talking to someone and looking They're really at not. Them. And I don't know how I managed to always get in at, mm. it, it wrong at some point. But um, yeah, I think you do a great job, Marissa. thanks um should we oh yeah okay so oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) so yeah how's the dating life marissa have you been dating because now you moved out of my apartment Mm -hmm. the apartment that we will now be referring to as my apartment the apartment formerly known as our our apartment (laughs) where you don't live anymore Thank you for saying that three times in a row. Yeah, it doesn't hurt at all. got into grad school and UW offered you free housing. It's true. Yes. And that's where we now are. In my free studio apartment. Yep. Yep. You're living in a studio apartment. It's been about six weeks. How long? Yeah, like five or six weeks. Five or six weeks. And during this time, you have learned that I'm really bad at texting back. See, I knew this 
I just knew that you didn't know it. <laughs> and I knew it was going to be really hard for you to realize it. And you were just going to see like five of my messages over the time span of like mm. a week and a half and be like, yeah. oh, shit. But so we haven't seen each other for five, six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what's going on in your dating life. And last time I saw you, you were just single. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't really yeah. remember where I was. I just ago. mean like... Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't seeing anybody. You were untethered. Yeah. What's that thing they say about Donald Trump? How like now we will finally see Trump. Unhinged? Yeah, unhinged. You were unhinged. Um, okay. I am still untethered. I, yeah. I'm still very much single. Um, But yeah, so probably like three weeks ago, I was pretty drunk. Um, I just had like a couple glasses of wine. I just finished watching Hamilton. Um, oh, yeah, while I was skyping my friend, and it was really nice. Um, so it was really fun. And in it was, like, one sitting, even though it's three and a half hours, it's like a two and a half hours. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Um, yeah, we've watched a Bollywood movie together. Like that is nothing to me. You and me, or no? You and me, yes. Yeah, we yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, we watched it in two sittings. Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I watch them. Anyways, so. I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like, fuck it, let's go back on Tinder. And I matched with a couple of people and I just messaged this one guy. I did like a very like off brand thing where I was like, do you want to have like a seven minute Zoom date right now? And I just immediately just kind of sent that. And it was like, we only had like two exchanges. And um, he was like, "Uh, that's super out of my comfort zone, but sure, I'll try it. And I was like, okay, Hmm. like... It can only be seven minutes. It cannot be like under and it cannot be over. The second it hits seven minutes, we stop Ooh. what we're talking about and that's it. No more. I like it. A yeah. total framework that you came up with when you were drunk. Yeah, it worked out. I, a lot of my good ideas come when I'm drunk. It worked. Uh, we just kind of started and then it was like, yeah, I mean, the conversation went well and we got to seven minutes. I mean, it went by really quickly and then I was like, oh, that's it. Goodbye. And then we just hung up. I liked it a lot yeah. more. Um, and then we had another Zoom date the next week. But I do have to say, like, off the bat, like, there wasn't a lot of chemistry. I wasn't really attracted to him. His name was Eric. Eric. Yeah. So, you know, I've kind of said this to you before, but I honestly have no idea what the word chemistry means. Yeah. Because, like, physical attraction is very clear what that means. Mm-hmm. Is it easy to talk to the person? Very clear what that means. Do you want to talk to the person? Like when you're not talking to the person, do you make time for the person? All of those concepts are very clear. Yeah. But then you have like this discrete concept of something else, which you call chemistry. Yeah. And, and I, I think, don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know if I know what that is. I just know my ex broke up with me because we didn't have it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after a year. Um, oh, that's so no. funny. <laughs> but I mean, there, I mean, there's definitely something to it where I think just the pieces of like, you really wanted to talk to them when they're not there. You being like, you just, you wanting to be around them. Um, so maybe it's interest more than, um, all of that was like true. But I think for me, a thing that like it boiled down to was, um, I don't know. I think, I, I think it was like the physical attraction piece. Like, I don't know that mm. I was physically attracted it to It sounds like what you mean by chemistry is actually a euphemism for physical, lack of physical attraction. Like you just don't want to say that, but. Maybe. I think it's like an easy, flowing, vibing, Mm. you're chilling with that other person. Yeah, because the concept of chemistry somehow implies a mutuality. But Um. attraction could go one way. A lot of other things could go one way. But there's something about the vibing that's um, mutual also. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and again, like, he seems also, like, really cool. Mm. Um, and I would like to talk to him more. But the problem is, and I probably would have still, like, talked to him. But in just the process of texting him and, like, trying to find a date, like, I had already set up a date with this other guy. Oh. Whose name is mm. And is the subject of this. Today's podcast. Of today's podcast. Going out to you. I hope he never hears this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, so, we it was this past Friday, and we yeah. went to the Arboretum, mm. and he told me that, like, for his job, he gets COVID tested very regularly. Yeah. And so, he just recently gotten tested and was just recently negative. And so, I was like, oh, like, this is perfect. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> this yeah. is the kind of the goal. <laughs> like, this is the... Most ideal situation, because I'm pretty sure I don't have COVID. Yeah. And he literally has a test that says he doesn't have COVID. And I mean, yeah, there's a false negative. There's all this shit that's good, like, could play oh, into it. Dude, but, like, false negatives? What? This is... You're saying you were going to go on an unprotected, in real life date. Yeah. And during COVID times, that is the most controversial thing that you yeah. can do. His background is that he just moved to Seattle, like, two months ago. Like, okay. mid-COVID. So, like, worst time that he could have moved. Um, so, he moves to Seattle. And so, he is using his bike and he lives down, like, 20 miles away. So, pretty far. But he um, catches the light rail and there's a station right by the Arboretum. You so mean, like, like, south? Yeah. 20 miles south? 20 miles south. Okay. Um, and so, he catches the light rail, goes up and he meets me there. So, I walk up and... It's, it's this, I realize now, like, with COVID dating, like, there should be, like, a whole blog series on it. I fucking, I might do it myself. But, like, there's, mm. like, this weird dance you do where, like, you're kind of walking slow to see if they have their mask on. And you just kind of, like, peek to see if, like, they have a mask on and, like, whether you want to put your mask on and, like, whether or not you're going to do a mask date. Right. Because you have to suss out whether or not, mm. like, this is going to be a six-foot mask date. You yeah. know? Like, and I was like, I don't think that that's what this is going to be. Um, but I wasn't sure, but he wasn't wearing a mask. Um, he had one on him for the record. Um, like hanging from his ear. No, it that's wasn't. That's the flag. It wasn't in, it wasn't like even visible, but he was like sitting on a bench by himself and there was literally not a soul around. So like, it was fine. Right. Um, but so I like walk up and I quickly take my mask off. <laughs> Just like put it yeah, in my yeah, purse. Yeah. Um, and so we greet each other and he's like off the bat, very well dressed. Like, very fashionable. Like, mm. he has, like, a, these, like, nice jeans on with these, like, good loafer type of shoes mm. and, like, a blue shirt. It's tucked in. He smells really good. Um, has these glasses, like, hanging from his <laughs> shirt. Like, he just looked really <laughs> fucking put together. And I was, like... And then, I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a summer dress. And I'm, like, mm. okay, this is fine. But I was, like, taken aback because mm. I don't really meet many, like, well-dressed men. Oh, yeah. Because um, he's also only a year older than me. So he's 26. I'm 25. Yeah. So I was like already like, huh, like people in the city dress horribly. <laughs> horribly. People in the city just dress like, yeah. So he was very, very clearly not from Seattle. But um, where was he from then? He's from. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's kind of a no name place. But yeah. OK. Oh, my God. Wait, you have to edit his name out. OK. OK. Anyways. I'll just bleep it. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Because I'll bleep the state that he's from. No, not just <laughs> He's that. from beep. No, 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 no. More information to come. But, okay, so we go. Um, so we meet and we're just kind of like chatting a little bit and walking. And um, I baked gluten-free brownies because he has like, because he's gluten-free. Um, okay. Oof. 
huge red flag, but keep going. Okay, he's gluten-free because he has celiac disease. So, like, okay. less of a red flag, okay. more of, like, a fucking disease that he can't control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to not make this so incredibly specific now. <laughs> so I wanted to go with gluten-free. So you want him to be able to listen to this podcast and not, not know that it's him that you're talking about? No, I don't want the other people. Okay, this information, this is important. Okay. Yeah. Um, this information is important, but like I'm giving yeah. to, I think too many specifics, but anyways, so, um, I had a little picnic basket and we're sitting on my blanket and we're just talking and I just make it a point to be like, Marissa, like you're going to be easy breezy. Like you're not going to, cause this is the thing is I, on every date I've ever had, I always ask really in depth questions mm. that force the date to go into like an emotional, emotionally <laughs> deep place. Men always cry on their first date with you. <laughs> What? I'll get to it. But okay, so I'm I'm at, like easy breezy. Like I'm just like, what's your favorite color? Just like real basic surface level okay. shit. It mm-hmm. worked. It worked in there. Okay. I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I'm I'm trying to ask normal questions, and then he um just kind of offers up some information, just like how he likes to travel and stuff like that, and then he just retells this one story about where he traveled somewhere and like somebody showed him like just really like intense and amazing kindness like on this travel and he got like choked up and I was like oh my god like I was like I've never been more turned on in my life but he like got choked up and like kind of like had a tear escape because he was so in touch because he was so in touch with his emotions um literally my ex like cried one time and I don't even I wasn't really even a part of that anyways yeah um but yeah so I was like wow okay and then he, yeah, and so then we we're just, like, kind of talking about stuff, and then at this point, like, I'm drinking more, like, I'm drinking, yeah. like, I'm on my third glass of wine, and then yeah. I'm like, so tell me what's wrong with you, because, like, he's saying all of the things that are good, like, he's just like, yeah. I'm all about Black Lives Matter, I went to four protests, I'm all about <sighs> mental health, like, yeah. I'm really, like, just really about, like, evaluating and seeing people as, like, a whole, and just... Virtue signaling. Yeah, but, so he... Also is like, he was a communications major in college. Mm-hmm. Um, he got his degree in communications and criminology and then a minor mm. in domestic and sexual violence. Oh, I'm burying the lead so much. But so I, in the same breath that he was like, yeah, like Black Lives Matter. And I went to four protests and I'm, I'm all about defunding the police. But yeah. if we defund the police, that, that means I lose my job. And I was like, oh. Because he is training to be a policeman. <gasps> Twist. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how I felt. Twist. And then, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it was like a moment of pure cognitive dissonance for me mm. because I just couldn't hold those two ideas yeah, at the same time. Yeah, all cops are bastards. I, and I was literally just like, oh my God. And then he literally was like, it's like a, he's like, I hope that's not a deal breaker. Did you ask him if he was a bastard? Nope, did not. That was not the question that came next. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean... He, he's very much like... Wow, it's like the setup to a, some <laughs> sort of rom-com, which is better than... The setup, the rom-com setup is like more relevant and better than anything that they would actually do. Yeah. Because they do them real vapid. Mm-hmm. But it would be real interesting to have, have it, a rom-com be political. Yeah. Yeah, so it um, it definitely was like... Um, it just took the... Yeah, it took the conversation into just kind of that direction. But, mm. I mean, I think that's it. That's so tough, too, because, like, 
I told some of my friends that, like, I went to the protest with that, like, he, you know, is, like, he's also not even a cop yet. Like, he moved here to become one, but yeah. he moved here on the day that George Floyd was murdered. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, like, it was literally so... The trailer to this movie is so <laughs> cheesy. I know. And so, like, on the nose. Yeah. That everyone is like, nah, that's not realistic. Yeah, so it's... um. Wow. It all just kind of unfolded, and then I was like, wow. And then it just, I mean, just like on a personal level, like how insane would that be? Is like if you went to college and got a major in communications and criminology and a minor in mm -hmm. Is he domestic, white? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a minor in like domestic and sexual violence. You know, like mm -hmm. to really study, to really dedicate, to really like want your life to, to do that. And I asked him like why he wanted to be a cop. And he was like, well, it's cheesy and cliche. It's like I want to, you know, like. Serve the people. Yeah, he wanted to serve Protect the people. and serve. And he was also like, he really wanted to, he felt like they were like the real life superheroes and he wanted to be one. And mm -hmm. this, this like pure reason, like for wanting to do this. And like, I think that because even within like the entire defund the police, like it's, there's, there's the separate part where it's like abolish the police. Like we don't need a police. I think I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm still forming my opinion on it all, but mm. I don't know that I'm, a me, I, like, my first thought isn't to, like, abolish the police. I think if somebody presented me with, like, what that looks like and what that plan looks like mm. and what it looks like for the community, um, I think that I would have a better idea of it. But as of right now, like, I still have the kind of first idea, first assumption of, like, well, I don't know that our society can exist without some person to keep the peace and whatever that mm. looks like, whether that's called the police or something else. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I even talked, I talked to him about, I was like, well, I mean, like, I, I'm really not the person that chanted all cops are bastards, and I, I don't know that I even believe in that, because I don't mm. know if I believe in, like, attributing these ideals to one group of people. I believe the system that produces mm. a lot of policemen, especially older ones, is broken, and I believe that the way... <laughs> So funny and disingenuous sounding. Right Is out. it? Yeah, because it just sounds like at that point, you're, it sounds like you're just kind of horny for this guy. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, well, because, yeah, at that point, yeah, I was. It's, but, like, so we're... At this, so then we talk, and then it's, like, we just kind of transition off of that topic. Um, well, yeah, I mean, because the person that I went to the protest with, I, like, told them about this person um, that I'm seeing, that I saw. Uh, and they were like, oh, maybe he should quit his job. Like, have you told him? To quit his job. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, like, I feel like you need people that, like, are going to come in with new ideas and, like, yeah. with those intentions, like, to serve and protect, you know, like, as cheesy yeah. as that is. Like, I feel like you need that in order, you can't just, like, ha you can't just eradicate everything and, like, have no nothing new coming in. Um, yeah. So I think I've, just in talking to him, and I think just, like, in seeing his perspective and in seeing, like, his, it definitely shifted my way of thinking about it because it was hard because I think I was, I don't like to be on the wrong. So you're like a racist person who befriended a black person, but reversed. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> Why not? That exactly, Are you kidding that's me? exactly what it is. <laughs> like a racist person. That who accidentally falls in love with someone that turns out to be a black person. That turns out. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly it's, like it's that. It's a little but bit fine. of Romeo and Juliet vibes, for sure. But yeah. I think um, mm -hmm. much lessened. Um, just like that conversation as a whole was very like meaningful. And um, 
yeah, I feel like I got a lot out of it. And I think, um, cause like one of my supervisors, her husband is a policeman and I kind of didn't realize how much I was like, almost like stigmatizing her and like almost having the judging same, her. I was, ju- I was judging her and I was judging her and him yeah. for them being who they were. I don't even know why. Yeah. Um, and was this a supervisor that you already disliked? No, no, I liked her. And then mm. that's why I was, but I didn't know too much oh, okay. about her. I just knew that her husband was a cop and that she was really sympathetic um mm. to cops and so then i just kind of got polarized i think mm. in that sense got polarized or like let my, i let my yeah. i polarized myself i like allowed yeah, myself yeah, to polarize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um yeah so that is interesting that is a big twist um and then yeah we talked about a couple of other things and like yeah and then the thing is is like i feel like part of the fact that like he's a communications major like he knew exactly how to communicate with his body like the true body language of it because like everything i said full on looking at me full looking at me in the eyes facing his body towards me at every opportunity like being very open and very like presenting as i am very interested in you and like Mm. the way that he played that out with his body language i was like i know exactly what you're doing and it's very effective Mm. and it just as much as like it's like um this chemistry thing that we we were talking about before, I hadn't really felt, I don't know. I I mean, so the next part just moved very quickly because at this point we're cuddling on my blanket and then he's like, can I kiss you? And I was like, sure. And then he kisses me and we're making out and then we're like two seconds away from having sex in public and I was like, we are not having sex in public. And he's like, well... Do you want to go to your place? And that I was would be like, illegal. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. We'd get arrested by the police. Yeah. Um, and, but then like, the thing is, is before dates that I'm like really determined to not sleep with somebody on, I leave my mm. room a mess. I leave everything in my apartment a mess. It's mm. just kind of like my own mental signal that like, like I'm not wearing like anything like sexy or lingerie, mm. like nothing. I'm just like. Unshowered. Yeah. No, I've showered. Oh, what are you talking about? Um, but like in my mind, I shut off the possibility. Yeah. And I just immediately was like, oh shit, my place is a fucking wreck. Because it was like, my bed was unmade. All my clothes were on the floor. Everything, like there was dishes in the sink. Like there was, it was just like a really not good place to like come back to. Like it, it gave me, it, it made me seem as like a really like, like not just untidy, but also uncleanly person. And I was like, oh so I like wrestled with it and then I was like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Um, so yeah, no, he came back to my place. <laughs> we got his bike in my car <laughs> um, because yeah. he rode his bike there. And um, we were just, I, I, the thing is, is like, I, it just felt so natural, like and normal. Like I didn't feel, I feel like a lot of the time on, a lot of the times on dates, I'm like, presenting a certain way but i didn't i don't know what it was that i felt at ease about or like what it was about him that i felt like myself with about and i'm realizing that like these are the things regardless of whatever happens with him that i'm looking for is like the Mm. green flags that he showed me and the like things that i'm feeling from that i'm like it's it's helping me narrow down like this is what i'm actually looking for and i'm having these experiences more frequently so i think i'm getting better at identifying that with other people and myself so I'm pretty, pretty happy about that. But, um, yeah, no, we, yeah. And it was like mm. top three, top, two, maybe the best sexual experience I've ever had in my life. So then, <sighs> then it was, then it's like even another layer of like, what? Like, how did that happen? How did that, 
how I, I'm still very confused as to how it all kind of is playing out so well. Yeah. Um, because then at that point, it's like one in the morning. And mm. I'm like, well, the light rail sure as hell is not running right now. So do you want to spend the night? Yeah. And he was like, well, I can get an Uber if, you know, if it's too much. And I was just like, no, it's fine. Like, you can spend the night. Like, but I was like, but I have to be awake at 9 a.m. to go on a hike. So we have to go to sleep right now. Like, yeah. and we did. And it was like <clears throat> normal and fine. And it was just everything was normal and fine. Yeah. And it was, um, yeah, and it, it just worked out really, really well. But, okay, I have to just uh, zoom in on one thing I think is real interesting here. How as a girl, first of all, a whole separate thing is this thing where girls tell themselves not to have sex on the first date or something, <laughs> which is a separate conversation in and of itself. Mm. But so then to make yourself not have sex on the first date, you leave your room really messy. And re- interestingly, I think, and I can't be the only guy who does this, like as a guy, I do the same thing for the opposite reason, because I feel like if I prepare for it, then I jinx it. So funny. Yeah. I think, but on the note of like, I don't know that this, first of all, I don't think it's a women thing. Oh, I do. Whoa. Whoa. It's like one of the most gendered things ever. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. Yes. 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 The the part about not having sex on the first day is definitely yeah. that way. I am personally not, uh, I'm, I feel like a very sexually liberated Yeah. Because it's young a woman. terrible Christian baggage. Yeah. Horrible set I, of ideas. I started doing that as a safeguard for myself because I was just... I was just having a lot of one night stands. I was just, I was having sex yeah, without okay. connections. So for me, like. <laughs> yeah. And my, that is the more, yeah. that is the one sort of valid. Yeah. That's um, the, it's the caveat approach. of it is like, in general, like I am 100% mm. for like sleeping with someone on the first day. I think honestly, mm. it's just like completely gets it out the way and like see if you have that sexual chemistry with that person and like you can go yeah. from there. I think it's a very effective way to get to know somebody actually, but. Okay, but so then it's Saturday morning or something, and you're going on a hike, and what were you wrapping up the story with there? I was wrapping up the story with, um, so like kind of all of the already preset things of like the things that went well in a surprising way all still continued to go well. Um, Mm. And then he was like, where's my phone? I don't even, I gotta read the message. Yeah. Because I feel very flattered by it. Okay, so he said... Thanks again for a really nice time. The amount of respect and care you offered me, plus setting up the picnic with brownies. It was a really nice moment I won't forget for a long time. I know you have a busy life making the world a better place, but if and when you want to do something again, I would certainly enjoy spending more time with you. Have a great rest of your weekend. And so it was like, Mm. it was nice as it was. And if it is, if it was just what it was, then that's cool. But if we want to see each other again also, like that would be cool too. Yeah. And that's what I really appreciated. Because like even in the moments that he was here, I was like, I was, I was constantly like doing a mindfulness, like present awareness check-in yeah. with myself of like, this is great that this is so great. And like, even if it doesn't happen again, I'm grateful that this is happening, that this happened and that like, I'm having a connection with another person. Yeah. And it was great. So, um, yeah. And so we have another date on Friday. So, right. um, we, so we'll see, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm going okay. over to this place though. Here's a different observation. So... At Sushi Kapitamura, I had this uh, co-worker, Edward, who he's like a good 10 years older than me, and he's single, and in the dating world, he's very like clear on what he wants, mm. and he's a career server, and he's been a server for, I think, decades, and he told me the story once of how he was seeing this girl, and um, they would always hang out at her house, 
And then after months of dating, sort of pretty casually, mm -hmm. she was like, can we please go out to a restaurant like once? And like eventually they end up going to a restaurant. And then so they're at this restaurant and um, they're ordering. And for the first time it comes up and she goes, actually, so I, I don't do gluten. And he's a server. And for servers, there is just a special relationship with gluten and people who don't do gluten. And he is a career server who lives and dies by that. It's like baristas with their death before decaf. Mm -hmm. And when she said that in the restaurant, he just stood up, didn't say goodbye, and he turned around and he walked out and he never talked to her again and he never <laughs> saw her again <laughs> because she was gluten-free. And here Christ. we have a man whose name I shall bleep out, yeah. who is both <laughs> both the thing that in my community we don't allow and the thing that in your community you don't allow. <laughs> I know. He's a celiac cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite improbable. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah, I think the So you had your Edward moment and you didn't stand up and you didn't turn around and you didn't walk away. I didn't and it really paid off. <laughs> and it really paid off. Yeah, We're talking about sex actually. I mean, yeah, but then also like he's a really good texter. Yeah. And like he's that's... a really good texter is so funny. And it's so important. Um, yeah, no, okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah. It is very important. But um it's <laughs> I was also, as we were telling this story, I was also thinking about a different movie idea where this could also be a movie where in this world set in present day, mm. the cops have like an arm of the forces, which is like some handsome guy who just goes out and dates women one by one, <laughs> convincing them that cops aren't that bad. That's so funny. And it's like, just, <laughs> just like a sort of, a, you know, some it's communications major. Service, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like a, it's under the communications uh, arm of the SPD. That's so funny. Outreach. Yeah, it's the community <laughs> outreach. <laughs> and then on the like hiring page, it definitely is that you should major in communications and minor in criminology. Yeah. But yeah, that's also a movie. But um, that's probably not the movie. You know, I'm not saying that. Yeah, and I think the thing that I've been doing since then, I've gone through probably every fucking phase of like crazy that you can go through in that mm. time period since friday you mean yeah since friday mm. it feels like it's been a very long time but like immediately after i wanted to see him again like i i wanted to see him mm. again like the next day like <laughs> i and the thing is is like uh, this is gonna sound the the crazy part of it um disclaimer i am not in love with this guy <laughs> however however it did wane it waned a little bit the mm. the distance i'm now being able to now see it and be like Oh my god! If he's fucking other people, like I am now at risk for COVID. Like it, I, all of the COVID? other COVID. Like, Did you just say COVID? Yeah. Like COVID is not an STD. You don't. What? He's gonna. We're, do you think we're, we're making out on our way to that? The yeah, but you can get COVID from someone without having sex with them. Also, it's a genuine fear that like he is hooking up with other people and that like one of them isn't being safe or social distancing and like. He might get it and then, or like he might be a carrier and then he passes it on to me. It's a new STD. Yeah. COVID is a new STD. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No, it's not an STD. Okay, it can be transmitted sexually. Probably. 
I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, but I'm saying, Rosa, you're not afraid of Corona. You're afraid of being jealous of him sleeping with someone else. That's mm, what I'm saying. I think saying. you're psychoanalyzing a little bit too much. I'm saying Corona is a little bit beside the point in terms of is he sleeping with other people no, or no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> I, no I, I, I disagree. I think that I'm not Jealousy sure. is fine. And I relates so much to going on a first date with someone and it's great and you get super butterfly and you immediately feel super jealous i'm 100 percent. i'm not even a jealous person i don't know i'm not even um well it's just how it is sometimes i yeah so i mean the the concern is also now that like did we peak too early you know like was it no 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 no, no. yeah you know what marissa i think we're gonna put a pin in it there and then we'll check in about it later on that yeah. sounds good. We'll see. I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm going to have to update the sparkling community on how it goes for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, COVID dating is wild, so. Yeah, I mean, that stuff is, yeah. Megan, my new roommate, also uses the word sus a lot when talking about it because she also goes on dates. Mm. And it's like, you got to suss out the other person because for some reason, I'm not singles, I'm not super, I'm not relating to that part so much but it's like for some reason people don't want to have the conversation out loud of saying hey are we going to be wearing masks for the whole thing oh or not? yeah you can't say that like why because, because then you come like, off as a republican no because you come off as like you want to be special and you want to be like the one person that they're not going to wear their yeah. mask with and if you say that then they're just like oh they've probably said this to other people okay. it's just like so, it's a little bit of a mask shaming thing you know? yeah like, the, the analogy how you can explain it to someone like me clearly is <laughs> stds and condoms yeah. because you can't have the conversation with someone it's like this inverted prisoner's dilemma three-dimensional chest thing yeah yeah you can't just like go up to someone and be like do you want to just because, I mean, you've made this analogy before. Do you want to like, just have unprotected yeah. sex right here? Do you want to just have unprotected sex out in public? Like, And then instead you have to have it be like, I never do this. Yeah. I mean, I just, I really feel like um, there's two kinds of people. There's the people that, um, this is different. This is not dating related, but it's mask related and everything else. It's like all the people that have to do a bunch of strict shit on the clock at their fucking paid by the hour bullshit job now Mm -hmm. because that's like the working poor all those people when they get off work are like finally i get to take my mask off and then they just walk around in society with a slightly different attitude than the people who work from home and do all this other shit yeah. Because those people that work from home and like all the Amazon people are like, oh yeah, we're going to walk around in the forest. I better put my mask on. But it's like, bro, if you work at Trader Joe's, that's the opposite for you. And yeah. I feel like there's two very different ways of looking at it there. But um, but Marissa, let's, uh, let's drink some Crispy Boys. Yeah, let's get to that part of the podcast. Yeah. Last episode, because I had felt like I'd peaked too early with the episode before that, mm-hmm. I wanted to make, the, I wanted to, I was like desperately trying to make the last episode better. Oh. And I decided to do four sparkling waters wow. instead of three. I always do three. And I, and I did four okay. mistakenly Ugh. because I was just confused and i felt bad about myself Mm. and then the universe desires balance so this episode we're gonna do two okay Mm. that's cool
<laughs> It'd be funny if you had a huge problem with that. <laughs> like, uh, no, we need to buy it. Yeah. Right Marissa now. walks out. <laughs> walks out of my own apartment. Yeah. Tries to get the microphone off of her. <laughs> oh, get this mic off of me. And, and like tries to get it under her shirt. You know, when angry celebrities yeah. storm out. You just have to like. <laughs> yeah. And it's always like threaded through their fucking mm-hmm. pant leg for some reason. <laughs> yeah. But there's a. I think there's a key and peel skit about angry celebrity tries to get away, but the cord is just infinitely long and they just never get away. <laughs> I like, don't know if that is a skit, but it's a really funny thing. Yeah, movie. no, they've already done that skit. Okay, Marissa, get the pineapple. They're crispy boys. They're in your fridge. Okay, okay. What does it say on the can, Marissa? Which flavor are we doing? Simple Truth Organic. Yeah. Seltzer Water. Pineapple. Pineapple. Yeah, bury the lead again. She buried the lead again. <laughs> I wanted you to say pineapple, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. So today we're doing pineapple. It's a little bit of an ode to Max Loring. Have you listened to the Max Loring I did episode? listen to that. I'm yeah. really surprised that he has that tattooed, but okay. Yeah. I know a lot about pineapples now. Yeah. The episode that made me decide not to have guests anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then this episode reaffirms it. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got to check in with Marissa. Let's just open the first can and see what happens. Okay. So Max loves this. Whenever he's mad at work, I always wander over to QFC and get an eight-pack of Simple Truth Organic Pineapple. And then he always softens up. Uh, Gentle smell. It is a gentle smell, but like, I've now smelled it five times, and it goes away a little bit. It smells good, though. It smells good. Yeah. Really cold? Yeah. Oh, is this going to be good or what? (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's try it. Oh, oh! it's so cold and bubbly and it's hot in here. It's very good gentle taste too. Yeah. It's a little hint of pineapple that it's a little bit on the front of your mouth and then it goes away mm. and then just kind of leaves oh. you really refreshed. Very gentle. Very nice. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I would give it a good, good eight, yeah. eight out of 10. Yeah. Eight out of 10. It's um, too gentle to get more than eight. Because mm-hmm. to more than eight, you have to actually do something interesting. Yeah. Whereas this is like, it's more like the less is more. I agree. And less is more, there's a ceiling for that. Yeah, this hits that ceiling. Oh my God. Speaking of ceilings, I read a, an interesting meme today about like how representation of Asian Americans in film in America and how like, you know, less than 1% of leads in big movies are Asian American. Mm-hmm. But... They call that the bamboo ceiling. Have you ever heard of that? No, but that sounds super racist. (laughs) That's just because I said it. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. We'll concede that. (laughs) But but it's, no, it's part of a conversation we're having about how they're underrepresented. They have to break through the bamboo ceiling. Why does it say so racist? Why does it sound super racist when I say it? Yeah, I don't know that it's not not racist. <laughs> no, it's dude. It's like saying the glass ceiling in a conversation about like. But like bamboo is more typically like ascribed to like Asian culture. But still, was made up by an Asian person and then was retold to me by an Asian person. I mean, so that, there you go. That doesn't mean that it's not racist. I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting sounding expression. Ah, this does not break through the less is more ceiling, but no. it goes right all the way up there. Yeah, it's making like me really want to burp. 
Oh, yeah, it's really making me burpy too. I haven't actually burped yet, so I feel like I need. You ever have a trouble burping? Like I don't know how to burp by myself naturally, mm. so like I always kind of need to like give myself a pat on the back to like get myself ready to yeah. burp. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't burp um, naturally. Uh, so my grandmother, <laughs> she has a medical condition, which means that she can't burp or really? throw up. Oh. And. That's not usually a problem for a person, but sometimes she's had experiences where she needed to burp and she can't, and then that gets so bad that she has to go to the hospital. Oh my gosh. Because when you just like go down and when you need to burp, sometimes you really need to burp and (laughs) she has gotten, she's, it's landed her in the hospital many times Oh no! and she keeps getting this thing called Tomvred. Um, if you think about it directly translated, it's like when your colon gets twisted around. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, but so we're giving this a good eight. Yeah, agreed. Simple Truth Organic is from QFC. Okay, let's try the next one. What does it say? Sparkling mineral water pineapple. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. TJ's. I think I bought this with you probably. Little UCLA cups. I broke one of them. There was there was four. I've actually broken two, but I recently broke the third. Okay, so Trader Joe's sparkling mineral water in a bottle. Low mineral content. Smell it? I smell it. Yeah, it smells really similar. Maybe a little bit more... Perfumey. Yeah. A little bit more. It definitely is more. It Did smells you, more. Is that what you were going to say? You were going to stop at the word more? Yes. Hmm. I haven't tried this. This is exciting. Let's try it. Oh. Ooh, very different. Very different. It's um, it's not as bubbly. It's not as bubbly once it's in your mouth, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And there is more of a taste of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Less natural. Do you like it? Trader I do. Joe's? I do like it. I do like it. I don't know. I think I might even like it more. Oh, so what does it taste like? It tastes like something else. I have to look in this bottle. Yeah, there's a little bit of saltiness to this one. But this is uh, mineral mineral water. The mineral. I do, yeah, I can understand how this the sodium part of it is coming through. Um, Wait, but we never had a touch base moment on like, what is like, what was the worst thing about being my roommate? You know? Oh, Because we like, because we kind of, we kind of briefly talked about it when like we were, when we did our last episode of like, what kinds of things do you not like about being my roommate or like what's something that you find annoying about me? And I said that you were uncleanly and then mm. we fixed it to untidy. <laughs> and then um, we, and then you said yes. that it, you said a very like political, like it bothers me anytime anybody like puts like garbage and on the floor, you know, and not like what was that That's the one you said? said? You guys said the garbage political, one? not like political, but like I mean not political. I mean more of like like po- like just political oh. in the way of like um the way that you use the statement was. <sighs> I was saying I was a germaphobe. No, but yeah, I don't remember what you're you talking were, about. Actually, you were basically just saying like you weren't saying anything bad at me. Like it was a yeah. thing that I was doing bad. You were. Trying to be nice to me, but you were saying, like, oh. in general, people do this. Yeah. So, I guess, no, not political is not the right word. It's, um... <laughs> You're saying that I never 
Like, you didn't pointedly say, like, you suck because of X, Y, Z. Oh, I never said what was the most annoying thing about living with you. I never said that. You never, like, dived into it. Yeah. You do have a very unique type of stubbornness that I was thinking about a little bit after you moved out. Because it's, like, a very interesting character trait. I don't know. I don't know. It's a. It's a still an unformed thought, so I don't know that I know how to verbalize it. Um. So let me. So, so let me try to think about the question. Yeah. I know that the um, the stacking of the pots bothered you quite a bit, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had. I always had more respect for for a non-stick. I also just never had those kinds of yeah. pans that needed to not be scratched. Like I. It was, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that those like were very like you cannot scratch them. You cannot fuck with them. <laughs> you always seem really oh serious my, about it, and I was—I yeah. was—I never was, and that was the one thing I never took seriously. And yeah, <laughs> but they were all like your things, so I kind of feel like an asshole for never taking it seriously. No, no, it's, it's something about seeing it from your perspective makes me feel like such a Nancy. Like a Nancy is like slightly older than a Karen. Like a Nancy <laughs> is married to a Rand. You know? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes me feel like such a Nancy, but. Um... But what score do you give? Did I not say anything? Did I still not say what was You still most... didn't say anything. You keep doing that. Like, you don't ever, like... <laughs> like, you talk around it, and, like, I, I give you suggestions uh, yeah, of what could yeah. be annoying about me, and then you just... Yeah, I'm elliptical. It's interesting, because it's like... Because it's like, the diplomatic thing is to say something practical. That's the word, diplomatic. That's what I meant, instead of political. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So what were you saying? That, like, you were being diplomatic when you would say what was annoying to live with me. Like, what was annoying about me? Um, Yeah, so what I was saying is that um, it's diplomatic to say something practical Mm -hmm. around the house. Because that's not, like, a deep personality trait. So it's easier to, like, push away, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, because what I was thinking now is I could say, like, that... That you're a huge social justice warrior and that you're super stubborn with that. But it's also like, I kind of always thought that was kind of fun. Am I super social justice I don't... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes let's, sense. Let's get one thing straight. Let's, let's frame <laughs> that I'm going to graduate school for social work. <laughs> yeah, so I, Are, I guess... You have extreme political opinions. Do I? I guess. Yeah. yeah, you do. And that's okay. And that's okay. All right, uh, Marissa, should we make some cinnamon rolls? We should. And I would give this rating. Yeah, we got to rate this. Honestly, it feels like it's going flat pretty quickly. And I don't know if I like that. Um, Yeah, like it's already like the bubbles are really small and it's really not. It's it's going flat pretty quickly. Yeah. I'd probably, off the bat, I would have said like nine. Just because like it it had a really good, I feel like the taste up front was nice. It was really smooth. And also refreshing, but I think that the fact that it's going, um, but almost like stale quickly. I don't everything know. Everything will debubble at the same pace. I would imagine. So if it started out crisp, then it's crisp. This reminds me of how um, two, three weeks ago or something, you texted me and was like, "Did your toaster used to keep <laughs> the toast warm better?" And then the toast goes cold quickly because your toaster is old. I honestly still stand by that statement. And then I really thought about it and didn't understand and gently tried to ask you about it. 
And then what's, so you think that it, because I understand if it's enclosed, the toaster might keep the toast warm quicker. I mean, longer. It, it was something that I realized by, um, like, just like happenstance. Like, I always would toast my toast, whatever, yeah. to the, whatever specification I usually go a little yeah, bit Let darker. me just pause and say, the framing was, we had shared a toaster for two years. Yes. And then you move out. Mm-hmm. And then you're thinking about buying that toaster. Mm-hmm. And you're asking me what it was like when it was new. Mm-hmm. As opposed to now, when yes. it's a couple of years old. Exactly. So then, keep going. Yeah, and so every time that I had, um, just kind of in general throughout my life, like I always put like peanut butter on my toast. Right. So like anytime I put peanut butter on my toast, like sometimes it gets nice and warm and it melts a little bit onto the mm. toast. And that's like kind of, I didn't realize that that was like my gauge for like how warm the toast stayed after like a period of time. Yeah. Um, like if it would melt it, like, and the thing is I'm putting it on immediately. So it kind of should immediately melt it. Yeah. But with our toaster, <laughs> it never melted my peanut butter on it. And like, okay. I don't know why that was always like, so such a, Oh, this is not a good toaster to me. Okay. But, I, and then I, I guess in my mind I was like, well, if it's not immediately melting it, that means it's not keeping the toast warm for long. Cause it's yeah. clearly keeping it warm enough to toast That's it. That's the phrase you use. Did your toaster used to keep the toast warm better? That's the oh, phrase you used. Yeah. But, uh, so a couple of questions here. Did you used to eat bread that was like thicker? Mm-mm. Because I feel like if you heat up a nice, so you couldn't just toast it harder? I did. And that's what I kept trying to do. And eventually got burnt and it still didn't keep, it didn't melt my peanut butter. Like it was, yeah. I just, I could never figure it out. And so... I ended up in looking for toasters. I'd look at the reviews and it was like, my buzzword was like, it keeps the toast warm long. And I like kept looking for that phrase. Yeah. Um, Did you find it? No, I didn't really yeah. find it across reviews. Thank it's, God. It's not really a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I ended up getting the same toaster that you had yeah. because I like the fact that your toaster is a long toaster. It's long and single sl- slit. It's a single slit toaster. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, long single slit. Yeah, you don't like the sound of that. I don't like the sound of all those. Yeah, I don't together. know. It sounds weird. It's like <laughs> it's like how this one time this is oversharing, but yeah. so therefore I'm not going to say her name. But yeah, I yeah. slept with this one girl, and <laughs> a I, long single slit. And vagina. I told my friend about it at the time, and then years later I talked to him again something came up he was like oh is that that girl that you told me had that like a really long vagina (laughs) and then i was like i don't remember telling you that no but it was like and then he told me several things that were (laughs) the case like it was winter she visited your apartment there yada 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 she was in the town and he told me she had a really long (laughs) vagina and i didn't remember telling him that and I didn't even remember it being the case, but I honestly don't remember a lot about it. Yeah. And there's something scary about like having someone else tell you, yeah, remember things more than you about your experiences. Ooh, that's when I, that's when you know that you gotta, you gotta maybe sober up a little bit. But yeah. So the toaster. <laughs> It was, uh, it's a long single slit toaster. Yeah. And uh, space efficient, compact, and it has a clear pane glass so that you can see the toast itself being warmed up. Yeah. 
So I got the same one because I also, I just really like making bread. And mm. so I like when I can cut my bread and like stick the whole big slice yeah. of sourdough into my toaster and yeah. it'll fit. So but it's all good. This one keeps it warm <clears> for <throat> a while. And my peanut butter does melt. So I um, I think I found, Yeah. I think that it is true after time. It just doesn't do the same job. Or is there some piece to this that I'm getting my confirmation yeah. bias on it? So. Yeah. No, it is a good example of, like, sometimes I just feel like I'm very different from Americans. Hmm. Because there's something in the keeping warm of the toast where I just see the world differently. <laughs> that's the... And that's it just doesn't make sense to me as a question. It's a meta moment. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like when I worked at Chipotle and... All my coworkers talked about ounces, and I talk about centiliters and grams and stuff. Centimeters. I was I said centiliters, which centiliters is centiliters a thing. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's a hundredth of a liter. Wow. And um, <laughs> 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 autocorrect centimeter. <laughs> um, and the thing that happened when we talked about ounces is that they clearly didn't know if we were talking about volume or weight. They just talked about ounces. And when you, as a European, when you learn about centimeters and centiliters and grams and stuff, it's all being kept very separate in your brain. Distance. Area volume, weight. <laughs> These are extremely separate tracks. I wish that everybody in the podcast could see that you're doing like the Avatar The Last Airbender moves. No, I'm not. <laughs> each one of them. <laughs> separate tracks. And then in America, it is just this truly cowboyistic Newtonian model of how you look at physics and the world and how things click together. Where you just shoot from the hip and say ounces. <laughs> and you don't know if you're talking about volume or weight, but it's about a fistful, you know? Yeah. It's about a fistful of dollars. And you can kind of bend the universe and physicality and you can kind of bend the world however you want to, you know? <laughs> and if you want like a toaster to like keep moving the molecules after you take it out of the toaster... <laughs> And you want it to like keep fidget spinning and creating heat inside of the bread after you've removed it from the toaster. Hey, then you can look for that in the Amazon reviews. And you know, you can just, the sky's the limit, you know? You don't like, you don't stop yourself just because it doesn't make sense scientifically. (laughs) And it's just, you just keep going, you know? (laughs) And it's like, it's like, how would the toaster do anything to the bread after you've taken it out of the toaster? How would that be possible? It's impossible. Yeah. But, oh but I just feel like, you know, we're just from different continents and that's okay. And that's okay. Wow. Okay. So I give this one a seven. Trader Joe's sparkling mineral water pineapple. I give it a, a seven. It, it's a little bit uh, artificial. It yeah. tastes more, and it's a little bit artificial. Yeah, yeah. I, think, yeah. I mean, I think it's all right. 
I mean, I would probably buy it at, at Trader Joe's. So maybe, yeah. maybe I'd give it a six. We'll see. Okay, well, thank you for listening, everyone. I had two questions for you, and I didn't even ask both of them. But that's okay. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. We'll save it for the next time. Okay, thanks for listening, everyone. Peace out, Boy Scouts. That was our review of two brands of pineapple-flavored sparkling water. Simple Truth Organic and Trader Joe's Mineral Water. As always, visit americandecline.org for links to our store. Perhaps this is the week that you buy a health cult tank top and finally get in shape. But probably not. And that brings us to our closing segment. Sparkling water, sparkling mind. Today, let us practice living in a restful state of awareness. Keep your eyes open and notice how this wide field is nothing but color and light. And then notice the air against your skin moving, almost unknowable. And then notice any sounds. Notice the quality of the sound, vast and boundless. A fire truck parking in the other room. The gentle hum of a field of sunflowers. Notice any sensations in your body. An ache in your lower back. Tension in your shoulders. Notice your own thoughts and then give up. Rest in a state of aware choicelessness. No periphery. No center. Everything is consciousness. Relax into a state of knowing. Allow yourself to know everything. The streams of thought. The bubbles of thought. And the sparkling quality of the already enlightened mind. <laughs>